0: You please yourself, I shouted. You mad, moggy idiot. The boys looked around and laughed like baboons. We squelched and slapped along the boggy edge of the brook. Above us, the air was dry and warm and still. A bloody drought, Dad called it that lunchtime when I'd gone home to check on Mum. He was in the garden, chatting with his wilting vegetables. Inside, all the curtains were closed to keep out the sun. At school, all the windows were open, wedged with old books, so the taste of the motorway coated the back of my throat. I wore my short-sleeved shirt, tank top, and did my best Windsor knot. Dad said I looked like a prison guard. He didn't mean to, but that cheered me up. In our heads, me and the boys were soldiers on patrol marking our territory, ready to fight, to save the world. The cat strutted along like she was guarding us, like a dog. Then, zoom, she darted up the bank. Martin went after her. We all followed, from wet mud to the crusty pathway at the top. The cat walked on. We marched behind her. The cat stopped to lick its paws. We stopped to watch. My dad got a medal from the army, Martin said. Four of us stood watching the cat. Did you hear? He went on. We looked up. That was Martin's hobby, bigging up his dad. We let him do it whenever he wanted. His dad was a ferocious man. His dad would look at you with two fingers shaped like a gun. Even though I wasn't a relative, he said, Bang, bang, you're dead, my son. He was barred from every pub, even Dad's ones. Mump gave Martin my brother Noly's blue Farahs, the ones that I was after, plus some socks, denim shirts, polo neck sweaters, boxer shorts, and a jumper that was fake Lyle and Scott. I couldn't stop being jealous until his dad set fire to the lot. My sister Eileen said there were rats in Martin's house, druggies and hippies, and it was like a gypsy camp. I told her to get lost. I told her that one day me and Martin were going to run a pub. She said no way was I clever enough. I said I was. He showed me the medal last night, Martin said. I tried to look him in the eye, but orange sunbeams were slicing like lasers through the thick trees. And burnt into my sight. It was daytime turning to dark. Fuzzy air and echoey sounds like you get in the gardens behind pubs. The buzzing from insects you never get to see. The coo of pigeons that Dad said were doves. Martin dipped his hand in his pocket and bent down. Here you go, he said, holding out his palm with dusty biscuit crumbs. The cat flicked her tongue. It was swirly red, like an aniseed twist, and Martin's shoulders twitched and turned like he was fighting off a tickle. He stroked her dirty chin and smoothed down her messy fur. You turned soft, I said to him. I'm going to kill it, he said, without looking up. Anyone for fishing, I asked. I wanted Martin to shut up. Yeah. Fishing, Joe said, and Liam tried to laugh. Martin stood up. The cat scratched herself. Somewhere, a fly whirred up. Beetles are real clever, Joe said. I like them a lot. We watched one digging in the dust. I remembered the dead stag beetle under my bed, wrapped in cotton wool in one of Mum's old Nivea pots. My dad's got a new job, Martin said, staring at the cat. We looked at him. The cat watched him. He's going to be a bodyguard. Cool, Liam said with a huge smile. Brilliant. Joe punched the air like he'd won a new bike. For who? I said. The Pope. What? The Pope. You're joking us. He's coming to London. Joe pulled at my arm. He is.